0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Garden Chapel Youth Group Podcast. I'm glad that you could join us today. My name is Pastor Peter Ryneski, and with me today is Jacob Brink, our pastoral intern, and we are catching you up on the Youth Group Sunday School class. Jacob's been going through the book of Colossians, discussing a variety of issues and topics over the last couple of weeks. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Colossians 3, 1-17 through 17, together. So Jacob, what are some of the topics in today's section that we need to talk about for teens?
1: Yeah, so this week we went through Colossians 3, the first 17 verses, and kind of the main overall theme that we kind of talked about was putting off the old self, this old person or identity that we used to find before we were saved, before we had a real relationship with Christ, maybe some of these bad traits or qualities or sins that were in our lives that used to control us. And what happens with after we put off those bad sins, those bad uh, qualities in our lives, and we put on the new self, and we see what qualities should be coming out of a life that is uh, being lived for Christ, and what, to, what traits to look for as we move forward and mature in Christ.
0: Yeah, and one of the first verses that you're going to come across in this section is probably one that's fairly well known, which is this idea of setting your minds on things above rather uh, than things on earth. And uh, you have a question listed down here. simply says, you know, what do you think about most often? So why why ask that question? Why even bother that direction?
1: Yeah, so I think that wherever our hearts are mostly looking towards, like whatever we're looking at most often is kind of what controls uh, how we act and interact with people throughout the day. so uh, kind of the whole purpose of asking what do you think about most often was just to kind of get our eyes on are we, is what we're thinking about moving us towards Christ or is it moving us away from Christ? And that's kind of just the basis for getting the conversation started as to, yeah, what do you think about most often?
0: Okay, yeah. and Because what we tend to think about is what usually controls our heart or guides our heart. In this case, Paul is reminding the early Christians here that, hey, no, your minds are supposed to be on heavenly things if you are in Christ. That is that is the proper alignment or uh, what I usually call the new perspective. The, there's a new perspective that's supposed to take place in these people's lives. They go from being earthly-minded to heavenly-minded. Uh, they're going to see this whole concept of old versus new, the old self versus the new self here in the next uh, couple verses. And then uh, it also brings us to this idea of sin versus Christ, that Sin was present in our past life because we desired earthly things. Our mind was on earth, Uh, yet the change in Christ leads us to heavenly things, to things that we need to uh, focus on because we have a new self in Christ to live out God's love and holiness. Tell us a little bit about what Paul is trying to address to Christians here in the first couple verses. Yeah, so he's
1: really trying to get across the idea that we've been raised in Christ, And this is kind of the idea as, like, our identity with Christ becomes real when we establish the fact that because he rose from the dead, we were also raised with him. Like, this is, so getting that idea across kind of gives the idea that uh, because we have been raised with him, we should be acting just like Jesus did when he left the tomb. Like, just as Christ didn't stay in the tomb, we don't stay in the tomb either. We don't live there anymore, and now we have a new life that we can be growing towards Christ and serving others more each day.
0: So in fact, even here, it's this dead versus alive um, scenario, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and so if we have this relationship with Christ, and if we've been raised from the dead like Christ, what does that mean for us as Christians? Yeah,
1: we should be, you know, ultimately having our hearts and eyes uh, connected to heaven. Like that should be our end goal is making sure that everything that we're doing is towards that end goal of heaven and realizing that you know our life doesn't just end here like we have a purpose we have a goal that is ultimately looking towards heaven and that uh eternity with Christ
0: okay um and then verses 5 through 7 we get into this kind of uh early list format which is going to actually show up in the next uh section as well verses 12 through 17 But the first thing we see here is this idea of put to death. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. And going back to the earlier part, these earthly things, this idea of put to death, what is Paul trying to get across there?
1: Yeah, so Paul is trying to tell uh, the believers, and even if we apply it to our lives today, like when it says put to death, he wants us to deny, to condemn, to get rid of any of these old sinful practices that are in our lives. He wants the uh, Colossian people to realize that this sin that they used to live in is ultimately rebellion against God. But for a Christian, that's something that is past tense, like this life of living in sin and struggling is something that they can realize and know is in the past and they don't have to be caught up in it anymore. It's not something that controls them or is a part of their lives as long as they put on this new self, which Paul talks about in the upcoming verses.
0: Yeah, and I like how your notes simply say that it was a sinful and self-destructive behavior because the list you see here, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry, these are all uh, really impure desires Mm -hmm. that are going to lead you down a very slippery slope. I mean, sexual immorality is this idea of taking sex outside of marriage. Impurity is taking something that should be used for god's glorification and misusing it you have lust which is just simply chasing after your desires whatever uh whatever you crave you're going to go try to fulfill and then you have uh evil desires things are just worthless they don't really matter greed going after money and since paul links it here with idolatry it's just going after anything that you think will satisfy you and these are all problematic things, and I, I like the self-destructive behavior. It's things that are going to never lead you to life, mm-hmm. but to death and to really uh, hopelessness and despair a lot of times. So Paul moves away from this uh, early list of earthly things or earthly nature and desires that we shouldn't be chasing after. Verses 8 through 9, he kind of moves away now. He says, hey, put away the following things. Jacob, what what is he talking about here?
1: Yeah, he almost is giving the idea of maybe things that we would think of as smaller sins, maybe like attitudes or traits that aren't exactly, you know, maybe something huge like impurity or murder or something huge like that. But these sins are still sins. And that's what he is encouraging them is to not only get rid of these maybe bigger, larger sins that are more out front and public, but even these little sins or desires that are in their lives as well. He's challenging them to get rid of those. Um he gives off the idea of, you know, putting away this old self. And I kind of related it to the idea of, you know, putting off all these old habits the same way that you put off old clothes. Like when you outgrow clothes or maybe they get holes or they get really dirty, something like you get rid of them and you make room for these new clothes that you're going to be putting in. Like there's never going to be enough room in your dresser to ultimately house all these clothes. And I think that was one good way to look at it is. As you grow in Christ, you have to be getting rid of these old habits, whether they're these major sins or these little sins. They all have to be removed as you grow in Christ.
0: Okay, yeah, and this this phrase "put off." He he goes from, you know, put to death to put off. So, uh, yeah, habits is definitely a great way of seeing this. Attitude is a great way of seeing this. That that phrase though, "put off," as you said, it does actually relate to clothing. If you go back to the Book of Acts you're going to see that people put off their garments and laid them before Paul's feet when they went to go stone uh, Stephen. It's that very concept of taking something off. And so for Paul, he's calling Christians to literally take off anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language, and lying to others. Mm -hmm. These things aren't supposed to be characteristic in a, a Christian's life. They're not supposed to be there. But Paul doesn't just stay at this whole put off area. He says, okay, now you have a new life in Christ. You have a new self, uh, something that Jesus has done for you, and that should lead to a change. You want to talk more about that, Jacob?
1: Yeah, so we talked about how this change should be that you are a new person in Jesus. Like, you see overall change. Like, this is something, like, you're renewed in knowledge. Like, we kind of discussed this is like, an idea to, a desire to know God's word better, to understand him more and more like that we're created in the image of God and I think that was something that was really cool to discuss more and more as we talk about the new self is that there is no like class there's no race there's no culture in all this we are all equal in one in Christ's eyes as we put on that new self as we all come to him that we're all equal
0: yeah and and Created in the image of God means we all have value before God. We're all mm-hmm. a part of his creation. He values each and every one of us. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Paul listing that there's no Greek, Jew, circumcision versus uncircumcision, barbarian, scathian, slave or free. All who are in Christ are in Christ. It doesn't matter uh, what race or culture or class or ethnicity you're from. Um, I like your note here, no favorites, they're all equal. And in Christ, that's very true. We are all equal. Uh, We all stand equally before God uh, on equal playing field. But this change that God has made in us through his son, Jesus Christ, uh, when when we have that personal relationship with him, it doesn't just impact our inside and it doesn't just impact our standing before God. It changes who we are, right? It changes us from the inside out. Uh, And Paul moves on to this new life as a new man. So, what does that look like, Jacob? Yeah, so we talked about how, like, you know, God has chosen
1: the believer to be something like truly special in his plan uh, towards salvation. And just one of those things that we talked about is, you know, the idea of putting on mercy and kindness and humility. And we discussed, like, maybe ways that we can do this in our practical lives, whether it's at home, maybe when you're out and about at school, something like that. But it just kind of goes to show that a good measure of a real relationship with God is seen in how we treat others. Like that really goes to show people who maybe don't know that we're Christians, maybe it starts to get them wondering, oh, why are they acting this way? Why are they, why are they treating me kindly when they don't have to? And that was just something that we discussed is Paul really tries to hit the nail on the head by saying, uh, you know, choose mercy and kindness and humility to like be that new self.
0: Yeah, and Paul gives a great list of things to put on, things that do not come naturally to us. Uh, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, uh, being able to encourage or bear with other people, uh, forgiving, You know that's a hard one. And then, of course, love wraps it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it as the greatest commandment earlier on, love God and love others. Jesus has summarized the commandments like that. He summarized his commandments like that. Um, And these are characteristics that should be a part of our life. Then Paul finishes out this uh, section here in verses 16 through 17, uh, giving a couple practical commands to Christians, uh, things that Christians should be doing um, in order to really grow in their faith uh, and show it. Some other characteristics that are supposed to be a part of their life One, the word is supposed to dwell in them richly. The word of Christ dwell in you richly. Again, being in God's word is key here. Uh, Paul thinks a lot about this. Uh, We need to be focused on the gospel, focused on what Christ has done for us. But notice that it doesn't just start with or stop with it dwelling in us. He wants it to continue on. So he says, look, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing to God with grateful hearts, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So clearly being thankful is a big part of it. Um, It's not just being in God's word, but it's also teaching others about God, uh, about how to grow in a relationship with him. Um, So, Jacob, at the end of the day with with this passage here, what are some things that we need to try to practically apply to our life?
1: Yeah, I think some practical applications as we close. It's just, you know, making sure that uh, Christ is a priority um, and that we're seeking and setting our mind on the things above. Ultimately, like heaven, that final like ending for us as believers and that we should, you know, be bringing others to a saving knowledge of that as well so they can take part of that. Um, Another one is to put off these old clothes for uh, the new clothes, which is ultimately the image of Christ becoming more like him each and every day. And then kind of the final wrap-up question that I had stated is, is your relationship in Christ seen in the way you treat others? So if you were to leave the church building uh, after our Sunday school class, would people who don't go to church that aren't believers, would they be able to see that in the way that you treat
0: other people? We hope that you guys at home will consider some of these things and think about them throughout the rest of this week. We want to thank you guys for joining in today, and we want to encourage you guys to come on out to our Sunday school class here on Sundays from 9:30 to 10:30. Jacob's going to be doing Colossians. Uh, we we'll hope we hope to see you there.